Hello and welcome to Riot Act, the alternative music podcast. I'm David Bowie. Uh, I'm not David Bowie, I'm Stephen Hill. David Bowie, I hate to break this to you. Uh, he's he's dead. Sorry. That's bad news. Rem, Remfrey Deadman is there as well. Hello, hello, I'm not, not dead. As, not as, I was going to say, not, <laughs> it's not good news either. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, fucking hell. <laughs> it is good news. Hello. Um, hey, uh, I only did a, such a short Bowie-esque hello uh, because I did we started inconveniently and wrong and I did a big hello so I thought I'd mix it up you didn't need to know that thanks for listening to this the rioters review patreon.com forward slash right act podcast if you're listening to this for free sometime in the future that's where you can go to contribute to the show if you have contributed to the show and you're listening to this on our patreon page thanks very much indeed we really appreciate that today uh we are doing the thing that we usually do picking an album which one of you one of our patrons has suggested for us to talk about and much like our last um our last uh album that we did which is velvet revolvers contraband uh we were given the opportunity to pick either of the first two Velvet Revolver albums. And it's a similar story with what we're about to do today because Michael Perry has given us the choice. Do we want to do Aha Shake Heartbreak or Youth and Young Manhood by the band Kings of Leon? And same as we did with Velvet Revolver, we picked the debut, uh, Youth and Young Manhood. And we're going to talk about that, which would be good. Why did we pick the debut? Because with Velvet Revolver, it's really a simple choice in terms of which one's better and which one we wanted to re-listen to. Because I did not want to re-listen to Libertad, to be totally honest with you. Um, I think it's much, much harder with the first two Kings of Leon records. Because personally, for me, I think quality-wise, they're on a similar par. Actually, little spoiler alert, having re-listened to Youth and Young Manhood, I might, I think that Our Heartshake Heartbreak is possibly better, actually. <laughs> but, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, my, so, hmm, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I bought Youth and Young Manhood, so which I, came out on the 7th of July, 2003, in the United Kingdom, we should say that, and the 19th of August, 2003, uh, in the United States. So it came out earlier in the UK than it did in America. And they're from America, mad. Um, it just goes to show how much we were sucking America's dick here in the UK. Any any fucking garage rock band that came out of America, the UK were straight on its cock straight away back well, then, weren't they? And the US weren't. I mean, Kings, yeah. Kings of Leon got big here far quicker than they did in America. Far, far mm. quicker. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I guess the simple reason as to why we picked this one and we didn't pick... Aha, shake heartbreak is because I mean I I suggested it because I bought Youth and Young Manhood and I listened to it a lot and I liked it but I didn't like it enough to really care about them going on mm-hmm. do you know what I mean sometimes you buy an album you go that band's alright but mm-hmm. uh, and I might listen to them again and I did listen to Aha, shake heartbreak at the time but I didn't really care about them enough to like that's where i it it cut off for me Mm -hmm. and then the stuff that i heard after that i was like you know even though you know i'm aware that the third album which i can't remember what it's called because of the times i think it's because of the times is supposed to be sort of all right still uh yes it is called because of the times i um because of the times is my favorite kings of leon album controversially uh but it's kind of my favorite 
it's not a very nice story, but it's kind of my favorite because it reminds me of a friend of mine who tragically died when I was quite young. But um, mm. but uh, it was the last album we listened to together, basically. So I right, have yeah. I have memories tied up with it. Um, but I actually do think there's, there's songs on Because of the Times, like On Call and Knocked Up, uh, Charmer. Woo! He's the Charmer! Uh, which are fantastic. <laughs> Sounds like Brian Johnson when you do it like that. <laughs> it, it is. It's a really weird song. Um, and I mean, especially when you consider like just what a fucking boring band Kings of Leon now are now. Some people might be going, why the fuck are you doing Kings of Leon? Because they are fucking boring now. Oh, um, yeah. And but, it was straight after that. It's the Sex on Fire. Someone like me. Crap. Mm, when that came mm, out. Yeah. And that was like. That's when see it you, lads. really started to go downhill. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, youth and young manhood. Uh, what were the differences between Kings of Leon now and Kings of Leon then, Steve? Uh, they were uglier back then. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, yeah. Hairier. They, yeah, hairier, kind of scruffier and yep. sweatier looking and just sort of more normal looking mm -hmm. than these kind of chiseled rock gods that you mm -hmm. see um, peeling out dullard fucking Weatherspoons music. Like, you can't play music in Weatherspoons. Um so O'Neill's music, I should say. Mm -hmm. Like anytime you go to somewhere like like an Irish pub and they have a band on on a Saturday night, mm. they'll be playing Sex on Fire mm. and mm. fucking. I bet you look good on the dance floor. And, yeah. Oh, that's one of the that's one of the good things about coronavirus is all of those bands have had to split up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think as well. I mean, you know. Um, I mean, on Wikipedia, it says that this record is a uh, garage rock record. And broadly, in fact, it says garage rock and southern rock. And broadly, I would agree with that. It's quite a scuzzy, relatively, relatively raw, um, hmm. quite sparse, actually. In, in fact, yeah. it, it, I, I, I kind of forgot how sparse it was because it had been a while since I'd listened to this. But quite a sparse kind of, yeah, raw, ragged uh, garage rock record and when you think of kings, kings of leon now you think of yeah massive anthems don't you like not good anthems but they, no. they they have got this thing of going radio x songs isn't it yeah radio x songs yeah they've gone down the anthemic route um and uh yeah but this is far more of a kind of scuzzy uh yeah scuzzy garage rock thing which as you quite mm. rightly pointed out at the time was a massive fucking thing we've just talked about the datsons actually on the previous writers review that we just did uh they were one of those bands uh or name us a couple of other bands that were like that the strokes the uh strokes. the what i mean the strokes and the white stripes were the two sort of leading the charge we had yeah. the datsons the von bondies yeah, the oh, um i mean even stuff in the uk like winnebago deal i mean a winnebago deal were far more exciting than a lot of that stuff in terms of their actual live show and what was going on, but they were one of them. Um, yeah, there was a there was a lot of this sort of thing. A lot of a lot a there? lot of the bands. Obviously, Kings of Leon are the band, but they they fit in musically certainly with what yeah. they're doing here. Yeah. And I guess we were getting to the point where we were about to get or already had the Libertines and then all that shit that happened after that, which I guess is why Kings of Leon went. Oh, we could probably just be really really mainstream and you know, really bland and anthemic and, mm -hmm. you know, just write really obvious crap songs and we'll get really big. And that's what mm -hmm. they did. Um, but yes, but back in the day, I mean, I have to say there was a fair bit of hype around Kings of Leon, not an absolutely insane amount. Um, kind of reminded me of Arcade Fire, who I love. 
I love Arcade Fire. I remember just sort of seeing the Arcade Fire album in the shops quite a lot. And I think this would have been after this, actually. That would probably have been 2004, the first funeral by Arcade Fire. That sounds right to me. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I'm, I'm going to take a punt at that, that that's right. Um, and um, and I don't really, I was sort of like, I don't really know who they are, but I just see that prop, cropping up in like a lot of end of year lists and stuff. And then I bought it because it seemed like it was a bit of a critical darling. Um, but I didn't really know much about it. And I was like, this is brilliant. And I bought Kings of Leon for a similar sort of reason, is that it didn't necessarily feel like they were massively hyped in the same way as the Strokes were. Mm. And I assumed they were a similar sort of thing. Mm. But it just seemed like a lot of people who I sort of trusted quite a lot were going, you know what, this band for one of those bands are actually pretty fucking good. And so I bought it. Um a little, quite a while after it had come out and i remember thinking yeah this is pretty good mm. this was a interesting one for me this was a little bit of a stockholm syndrome kind of thing because um when i first heard this record i did not like it at all but my uh girlfriend of the term my t- term my girlfriend of the time uh my very first long-term girlfriend uh her and her family were obsessed with this record actually obsessed with this record every time i went there to her house uh i probably heard it like three or four times in a row (laughs) and you know they just they just put it on and they put it on repeat and like we'd all be sitting around and having dinner and they'd all just be singing along to it and i think through kind of yeah some weird stockholm syndrome kind of osmosis i was just like well i'm into this record now when you when you hear something again and again and again and again you just get into it um and it did take me a little while, I have to say, but eventually I came round to it. Um, it's one of those weird ones that, like, I mean, this is the same girlfriend who got me into hot, hot heat. So, um, God bless you, Alison. Uh, so it's not all bad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not all bad. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I, 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 I really didn't like it when I first heard it, but it, it did. I mean, I cannot think of this album. I cannot put this album on without thinking of being sat around that dinner table in a lovely part of Bristol called Henley's uh, eating lovely food from Waitrose, which is a nice memory for me. So I put it on. See, that just makes how hammers home that even on their first album, even though they weren't really like, uh, you know, they weren't the polished thing that they would go on to become you and your girlfriend's family sitting around eating food from Waitrose listening to this record just goes to show how middle class this is this is not a like dangerous rock like you weren't you weren't doing that with fucking the Stooges I don't know yeah or like Warrior Soul or something were you you weren't doing that no exactly yeah 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 exactly Um, it was was something that the whole family liked and uh you know they were fairly decent cool family Uh, very decent family but uh yeah uh, it was it was something that that you know mum dad uh ali and her brother all all liked um so yeah it was a, just a weird one i guess it's got that mix isn't it it's kind of a little bit of swearing really yeah. jangly not yeah. really very have not really very heavy but produced in a really alternative way that means that actually it kind of ticks a lot of boxes for a lot of people and that yeah, can well, that you know and that's not necessarily a bad thing that can be no. a really really good thing well produced by ethan johns actually who really um i mean 
he really has gone on to have a very unique kind of sound all of his own. He's done some of the Loring, Laura Marling albums, Ray LaMontagne, uh, Joe Cocker, Crowded House. Um, unfortunately, he's done Razor Light, uh, but he's also <laughs> done Kings of Leon, uh, Rufus Counting Wainwright. Crows, Rufus Wainwright, uh, Ryan Adams. I don't know if we can talk about Ryan Adams anymore, but he did. Tom Jones, um, you know... Uh, Oh, God, he did a Paul McCartney album. I didn't realise that. Um, Kaiser Chiefs, unfortunately. Uh, but he has done some... He's got a very distinct, um, raw, in-the-room sound. And I think this was one of the records which put him on the map, I would say. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yes. How did you sense. feel returning to this record? All right. I mean, here's the thing about, I guess, about about this record and about Kings of Leon in general, I guess. Is that, I mean, I had a mate who loved them. Again, similar sort of thing, like just kind of a, by 2005, 25, he kind of, people kind of start, that's, I think that's the sort of age when I, when this, when this, when this came out, I was 23. Um, and, you know, by the time they get, I think even bigger on Aha Shake Heartbreak. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think they get even bigger on that record. And, you know, at that point, a lot of people, you know, when I was 25, that's the point where a lot of my friends who were massively into rock music, into metal and punk and hardcore and all that stuff, that's when they sort of start checking out. They sort of you, you you if you're of a certain age to us in your sort of thirties or forties, um, you'll probably know people from your school who you used to go around with and used to go to gigs with, who just for whatever reason just sort of start checking out of music. Yeah, and they start, yeah. you know I I had a mate who like used to tell me that Metallica were like the pussiest, wussiest, shittiest band around. And I was like, well, they're not, are they? They're fucking, they're still great. He's like, nah, they're mainstream bullshit. And then. A few weeks ago, I saw him on Instagram and he was going mad because he was going to see Lindsay Buckingham. <laughs> and it's like, well, uh, and that's fine. Like Lindsay Buckingham, yeah, great yeah, and everything. But yeah. you, you've, you've checked out of like, you know, this this thing like, oh, I only like really new cutting edge music. No, not anymore. I mean, I said a few <laughs> weeks ago, obviously this is m- months and months ago. But it, it's just interesting. And I had a mate who was really into like skate punk and hardcore and he started saying to me like, oh man, I found this band. They're fucking amazing. They're like garage rock. They're like sort of, you know, talking them up like they were the MC5 or something. And then he said, it's the Kings, the Kings of Leon. And I was like, yeah, I know that band. They, they're in the charts, man. They're like, mm, mm. They're, a, they're a pretty big deal, I think. And I've got the first album and it's, yeah, it's pretty good. And he was like, oh, no. And he even went to see them at the O2 when they were doing all that Sex on Fire and stuff and was still saying to me, like, no, nah, man, I do still listen to rock music. I am I am still up with it. And you find that, you know, after, like, people just start checking out completely. Like, he wasn't going to find fucking Cancer Bats or the Bronx or anything. He found Kings of Leon. And that's just yeah. sort of what happens. And I guess what was sort of weird to me is that I never really, I mean, I've spoken about going kind of quite indie at one point and it would have probably been around this time, hence why I bought this record amongst buying a lot of other stuff, regrettable stuff as well. Mm. Um, and I did think it was one of the better things that I was buying at that time, but yep. Yep. it didn't last It didn't last very long, that little period, even though it felt like quite a long time. It didn't really last very long. And I just found a lot of my friends telling me how Kings of Leon were the best thing in the world. Mm. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, oh my God, they're this amazing band. Oh, you have to, they're like a proper rock band. And oh no, are you still listening to, you know, those fucking new metal, those like hardcore bands that you listened to before? And I was like, mate, they're, they're, they're fine. Like this is fine. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and I did always think this album was all right. And I thought the second one was all right as well. I didn't really have much. I mean, I don't even think I've listened to the third one. I've obviously mm. heard bits and bobs from the big one mm. um and that's about it really but i just sort of they just annoyed me i just remember like even i didn't even like saying that i liked them i couldn't bring myself to say anything more than this is all right mm. because people whose opinions had clearly you know who, whose whose way of finding music and whose passion for music has clearly diminished were still talking like they still felt the same about music and yet all they were really bringing to the table was kings of leon and i was like well that's just what you've seen on top of the pops isn't it I, yeah i think my i think my uh, experience was quite similar and certainly i mean it was reviewed very well this record i would say score of 79 out of 100 on metacritic uh five stars in the guardian five stars in uncut uh Nine out of ten in enemy, four stars in Q, four stars in Rolling Spin, uh, Rolling Spin, Rolling Stone, B plus in Spin, uh, B plus in Entertainment Weekly. I mean, these are these are good scores. There's a couple of three stars and stuff, and obviously Pitchfork uh, stuck their fork in and gave it a four point two out of ten, which I think is a bit harsh. I don't think it's that yeah that average. I think it's a bit harsh. Um, but uh, yeah, it was reviewed very, very, very well indeed um and did very well considering i mean the album sold more than 940,000 copies worldwide and was ranked at number 80 in rolling stone's top 100 albums of the decade list which is insane it's also included in the book 1001 albums you must hear before you die returning to it um it's not as good as i remember it um i think it really has dated to a particular time aka yeah. july 7th 2003 um and i was really struck my memory of this record is that it was relatively consistent i was really struck by how non-consistent it is um i think the singles have all been chosen very well i think i think um california waiting molly's chambers molly's chambers is fucking great oh give yeah that. red red morning light's really good red morning light is great um i i like i like wasted time uh, although I, I don't think it's the strongest single, but I think Waste of Time is a good song. I think the singles have been chosen brilliantly. Uh, I do really like Tranny, the track five, spelled T-R-A-N-I. Um, I think that's a really good kind of ballady song. And Holy Roller Novocaine may well be the best song on the record, which is the last song on the record. Mm. Um, but... I want to chuck in Genius just as a sort of short. I mean, there's a lot of short songs in it, but as a sort of coming off the back of Molly's Chambers as a, another shorter one. Okay. I actually thought I listened to that and I was like, oh, I don't even remember this song, but this is actually really good. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But basically, I mean, there's eleven tracks, twelve if you track uh, if you count the hidden track, and let's let's count it because it is four minutes long, um, which is longer than most of the songs on this record. Um, so out of 12 tracks, I'd, I'd say six of them are great. And the other six are very average, very, very average. And it yeah. is really like, I mean, the songs that I like track one 
three, five, six, eight. I'll chuck in nine for you with genius and 11. It really is up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And I, I had never really um, noticed that with this album. I suppose may, maybe because quite often I have it on in the background and I'm not really paying attention to it. And then a good bit comes in. I'm like, oh yeah, this bit's really good. And then I'm not paying attention for another five minutes. And then a good bit comes in and is like, oh, this bit's really good. I think I had the impression that it was great throughout, but it's really not. It's really up and down, really up and down. Yeah, um, I mean, it was a weird... Ex- I, I, yeah, I, I had a similar sort of thing. I mean, it was a really weird experience listening to this because on one hand, I went into it going, oh, this is the good Kings of Leon. Yeah. Right, this is Kings of Leon when they're they're actually good, you know. Like when you go, no, 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 Kings of Leon, like they're shit now. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. But they were good. They were. Mm. So you've got that, but then you've also got that thing from years of just being like, fucking, our Kings of Leon suck, mm. like, mm. and they're shit. And also that thing of people telling you like this when they were, you know, early on, like they're the best new band. Oh my god, they're incredible. Mm. So all this sort of stuff, all this this extra added context swirls around. So as I was putting it on, my mind was like, I guess I'm going to find out 17 years later what the sort of, what they, you know, what they really were. Mm. Stripped of all of these other opinions of people telling me how great they are and the hype and really, you know, stripped of my, uh, you know, my dislike of the band now. Like, is this actually good? Like I thought it was good or was told was good or kind of believed it was good because... You know, you just want to think that a band are good when you buy one of their CDs or whatever. Yeah, of course. Um, I don't think it's really a very good album, really. I think as an album, it's not re- It's a proper six out of ten album. Like, it's got some good songs on it. It's got some really good songs on it, but it's not a good album. No, I think I agree. I think I I think it's a six or a seven, seven at best, and seven I'd be being quite kind. So a very yeah, low I, seven yeah yeah a, a high six a low seven is what i would say but yeah i yeah. think it is it is a fairly meh album overall and it is because of that lack of consistency i think but yeah and it it is also because i mean the dating thing of a dating the 2003 obviously it does but i think there are elements that you know there are bands who use those elements and have utilized that sound at the time but they did it with a lot more power like yes. it was, there was a lot more excitement. I mean, there's a lot of excitement in a band like Datsuns. I know Datsuns aren't the same thing as the Kings of Leon at all. And, um, you know, it seems like we, we mentioned the Datsuns quite a lot, but I'm just using them as an example of a band who were very, very rudimentary. I mean, this is an incredibly rudimentary record. Yes. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's it very feels like basic. It's, it feels like it's been kind of plucked together with sellotape and yeah. plywood. And like, yeah. it really is like, you know, it, it feels like it's about to fall apart all the time. And that can be brilliant for a record. Mm. That can be brilliant if the band are playing like we've got these old instruments and we're going to play the shit out of them until they just implode. Mm. That's mm. cool. Mm. But this doesn't really, it never really gets to, I mean, even something like Molly's Chambers, which I think is great. Mm. It never goes full throttle enough for you to really be like, they, they never play it with a with the same level of urgency as a lot of those garage rock bands it's not ramshackle enough no it's not ramshackle enough it's not exciting uh it never kind of i think that i think they write some good songs on this record but it never raises my my adrenaline in any way shape or form it never um whereas the datsuns does 
if you put yeah. that Datsun's record on, I, I mean, I, I do really love that first Datsun's record. Um, um, you know, and, and it's got a real kind of, and I think there is a similarity. I mean, they're definitely both garage rock, you know. Yeah. Um, Kings of Leon has more of a southern rock bent to it, but they're they're both they're opposite ends of the garage rock spectrum. But they're both garage rock, and they're both yeah. raw, you know. But then, raw uh, and I, I think that like you say about the lack of excitement in it. I mean, if you flip that Datsun thing to the other side, now I guess the first Strokes album would be that isn't a vibrant, uh, you know, that wasn't a, a, a roaring careering clattering record that mm. was a smooth cool lax lausch record mm. and this isn't that either no 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 and i think the kind of cool thing about the strokes like the thing i liked about the strokes was like they're just a bit they're they're kind of slackers you got the datsuns who are like let's destroy everything you got the strokes who are proper slackers and are just kind of cool and whatever with it all and then somewhere in the middle, doing a sort of Southern rock version of both of those things, but kind of neither of those things, mm. you mm. get Kings of Leon. That's who don't write Who don't write bad songs mm. and aren't totally horrible and dislikable, but on this are just, I guess, promising. Yeah, that's the thing. It's neither one it is thing. It's a debut. It's, nothing one th- it's neither one thing nor the other. And I think that's where its weakness is. You know, it doesn't, mm. it doesn't kind of it needs to it needs to go down one furrow or the other i mean based on what kings of leon went to do it probably would have been better off going down the strokes uh furrow but you know i don't know i mean should it be more like the strokes probably not but but yeah but weirdly you know i mean enemy hailed it as one of the best debuts of the past 10 years uh all music claimed the album was sonically adventurous is it I don't think it's sonically adventurous. Like Pink Floyd are sonically adventurous. I'll yeah. give them that. I'll give them that. Even though I'm not a fan, they're sonically adventurous. This isn't sonically adventurous. James Hunter of the Village Voice called the album 2003's finest rock debut. I mean, I don't have a list of uh, 2003's rock debuts up in front of me. The Darkness but... came out that year. Oh, well, there you go. The Darkness is way better than this. Way better yeah. than this. Uh, Greg Cartwrighting and Rolling Stone declared that the band knew when to lay back and let things simmer as well as when to jump up and testify with tambourines banging in a favourable review. I mean, to an extent, yeah. As I said, I certainly, I do really like the song Tranny, um, track five, and, and they do cool things off a little bit there, but I feel like it could be banging-er. Banging-er? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And Rolling Stone critics named it the 10th best album of 2003, whereas Enemy named it the 7th best. I mean, all these accolades and you go back to it now and you're like, really? Like, it's fair. It's pretty. It's pretty average. It's Mm. just it's just above average. Yeah, I think a six is fairly fair, actually. Can I uh, can I talk about you two for a second? Of course you can. Thank you. Um, I mean, here's the thing. With a band like this, and when people say to me, you fucking go on about you 2 they're responsible for all these boring bands, they do that boring thing, you know, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. The last 20 years has been, a bit more, has been rubbish. Like, there's no getting away from it in U2. They've been rubbish. And someone like Kings of Leon would look at U2 and the Killers and fucking whoever else you want to mention, they would look at U2 and go, oh, let's do that. And the reason why I go, fuck Kings of Leon, fuck those bands, they suck, is that even though Sex on Fire is probably no more, you know, 
icky than the sweetest thing Mm -hmm. or whatever i mean i actually think when you're comparing it to like people go what about vertigo it's like well vertigo is better than sex way better than sex on fire all fucking day i'm not saying it's like oh what a great song but vertigo is better than such shit like sex on fire or bloody ruby by the kaiser chiefs or something but but much like Metallica, when people go, why do people give Metallica a pass? Well, because no matter how shite you think Lulu is, even though it's good, um, no matter how shite St. Anger is, Master of Puppets and, and Justice for All and Ride the Lightning and whatever else you want to mention from that period is fucking incredible. And it still sounds fucking incredible to these this day. We've spoken about Act and Baby and the Joshua Tree and Unforgettable Fire and Zuropa and all those other records. War, they sound amazing today this kings of leon record does not sound amazing today this is a promising enough garage rock band who turned into a big flabby boring stadium rock band they didn't come roaring out the traps with like oh my god they're incredible and then they lost it Mm -hmm. so you know why aren't you giving them a pass for all the good stuff they used to do well the good stuff they used to do isn't really that good if the good, if this was a ten out of ten, incredible, brilliant record, I would, I would, and you know, the, the first three were, I would go. Do you know what Kings of Leon are great, and I know they're the Sex on Fire band, and I know they're fucking someone like me, and I know they're all about cheekbones and fucking Radio X music now, but they're still fucking great. That they were when they were great, they were fucking great. But I don't do that because I just don't think this is this does not make up for the the horrendousness of the other stuff they're making whereas for me those eight u2 albums those six seven metallica albums are so good that no matter what they do in the future they're still going to be a great fucking band yeah it's no hot, it's no hot hot here is it it's no i may i <laughs> i may well be with you on that i think that <laughs> A heartbreak on the heart shake or whatever it's make called. up the breakdown make up the breakdown sake. sorry yeah i should forget the name of one of the oh yeah next we'll be calling it samuel pfeiffer's lovely hearts band <laughs> can't remember the name of the world's most famous album by hot hot heat um but and i think that the bands like these i mean the reason why rock music is not commercially a big deal anymore and why electronic music and pop music and hip hop are the go-to youth genres of choice. And I've said this a whole bunch of times before. It's because people are chucking bands like Kings of Leon at them. And, you know, they, they don't have any, don't really have anything to say. And they're really pretty fucking, you know, even at their best, they're quite average. Even the best ones, I would consider Kings of Leon back in this, in that kind of 2002 to 2006 period, where this stuff was rife, I would consider would have considered Kings of Leon, and even on the base of this, I still probably would consider Kings of Leon one of the better ones. I mean, they yes. wouldn't be up there with the block parties and the arcade fires and the interpols, and and even you know, I I'd probably put them along alongside sort of Kasabian and the Future Heads. Oh crikey! Okay, I yeah, well, I wouldn't, but that's fine. Mm. Um, but uh, but it's just. That isn't that isn't enough. It's not good enough to make people. When you've got like fucking Lady Gaga and Rihanna coming around the corner, you think young people are going to want to listen to this? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree entirely. It's it's made me curious to listen to uh, to re-listen to Aha, Shake, Heartbreak, 
our heartache heartbreak and uh and because of the times because I, i'm curious to know if they have not dated as well as i thought they would have as well um but uh I mean, I'd like to think in my mind at the moment, Aha Shake Heartbreaking because of the times aren't definitely better than this record, but um, mm. it's, you know, it's years since I've listened to them. So maybe they're not. I don't know. Obviously, I have that personal connection with because of the times, but, you know, I appreciate that no one else has that. So, um, yeah, um, it, but it just goes to show the absolute flabby stodge that was um, being released around this time. It's a real shame, yeah. isn't it, really? I, I'm just looking at the. Um the track listing for Aha Shake Heartbreak. And I mean the bucket obviously. The bucket's I know. great. Yeah, the bucket's great. But the bucket is I mean, I remember the bucket and I remember being like it, I, I think great feels quite Do you think so? Oh, I like the bucket. Quite a bit of I mean again, it's a seven out of ten song. I bet the bucket, I bet the bone Like I just remember hearing that at the time and being you, like, "You say it's a seven out of ten song, and then that beautiful angelic harmony comes out of your mouth." And <laughs> my, it's like, no, my cover of it is a ten out of ten. <laughs> I I really like the bucket. I like the bucket. What can I say? Well, I like Taylor pretty, Girl. It's pretty much the only one I can remember. Um, okay, uh, but. And I think it's all right. I mean, yeah, you know, this has been good because I'm always like fucking Kings of Leon. But, you know, back in the day, they were, all right. they were, they were pretty good. They were good. I'll stick up from back then. But maybe they weren't. Maybe I don't, they weren't I don't think they were great. No. I mean, they, they were better. Definitely. They mm. were better than they are now. But good. I don't know. I would be curious uh, for you to hear because of the times sometime uh but i'm also a little bit scared of you hearing it because it means a lot to me <laughs> um but uh i mean interestingly well, I because of the times did get reviewed well the independent five out of five uh a minus on the av club a minus on entertainment weekly uh eight out of ten an enemy 5.4 mm. on pitchfork pitchfork prefer it to youth in young manhood or those that those writers did uh Four out of five in Q, four out of five in Rolling Stone, 79 out of 100 on Metacritic. So, you know, don't know. But then I'm looking at the track listing. I don't think I've ever listened to this one before, to be honest. I right. was after uh, Aha, Shake, Heartbreak. I was sort of like, ah, I think there, you know, there's much more other stuff that I'm more interested in happening. And I didn't think it was bad. I just became very disinterested in it at that point. And then I remember, again, one of my mates who was like, oh, you know, I loved it. Like talking to me about fucking Sex on Fire, like that album. And going, oh, I'm going to see Kings of Leon at the O2. And they got that song Sex on Fire. And I was like, oh, fucking, what is this? This is fucking awful. It was uh, Sex on Fire. You Somebody was massive as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Someone like me. Yeah, bad. I tell you. Well, I tell you one thing. I will say though, the first song on that record, "Closer," and I think they did eventually release it as a single. Did they? I don't know. Maybe they didn't. I can't remember. Um, but the first song on that album is fucking great. I will say that. Really? Much. Yeah. But but I don't remember. I do again. I do remember listening to it because my mate was like, "You have to hear it," and I listened to it and I thought, "This is just the fucking." I was like, "How is this the same band?" Mm. I mean, one thing I will say about Youth and Young Manhood is that it's that. You know, it's got a, it's got a, uh, it's got a youthful kind of rattly charm to it. That it was yeah, at least a yeah. slightly different, a slightly different vibe to. As I said, it wasn't quite the Datsuns, it wasn't the Strokes either. Um, it sort of sat 
frustratingly somewhere in the middle of those two things mm-hmm. but then at least it's sort of just sound they definitely sounded like them he's got a fairly unique voice there yeah. are some good songs on it it's not a bad record it's no. just it needs to be far better than this to justify me going oh the kings of leon don't worry they were good once because it isn't that good and what Agreed. they've gone on to do has been just absolute horror show Agreed. of a career Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Having said all that, I'm going to listen to it because of the times after this. Because of the times <laughs> when we fell in love. Uh, <laughs> that is not how the song goes, but that's fine. I like it. It's Michael Jackson here. Uh, yeah, it was Remember the Time. Yeah, yeah. You and me. Bra, bra. That's my best bit in my <laughs> best bit. <laughs> that's the best bit in that song. That it's video. Good. Wasn't that video like 10 minutes long? It's got, uh, what's the yeah. face? Liz Hurley in it. Is it? Is it Liz Hurley? Liz no. Hurley? No. Not Liz Hurley. Remember the Time. Yeah. You're talking about it's got Eddie Murphy in it. Oh, Eddie, Murphy Eddie Murphy and Naomi oh, Imam, isn't it Imam? Imam, 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 Imam. Imam. Hold on. I mean, this is how shit Kings of Leon are that um, <laughs> that we're now talking about Michael Jackson videos. <laughs> uh, it was oh god, yeah, Eddie Murphy, Imam, uh, Tiny Lister, and Magic Johnson. Magic all Johnson's in, the video. in it. Yeah. I fucking love Magic Johnson. Why didn't one of you idiots suggest that we do the video from Remember the Time <laughs> rather than making us listen to the bloody Kings of Leon album? Yeah. Uh, oh the God. B-sides come together as well. So that's the just the, that that is a single. Remember the Time with Come Together as the B-side is better than that Youth and Young Manhood. Oh, definitely. I'm saying I, I'm saying it. I really like um Michael Jackson's version of Come Together. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah, well, good. It is good. <laughs> I think we're done here, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. Um, Kings of Leon, not as good as my impression of Michael Jackson, it turns out. Uh, <laughs> thanks very much for listening. That was us talking about youth and young manhood, amongst other things. Uh, and just Kings of Leon in general. Yeah, um, I. it's funny. I, I went in with to this with a really open mind. Same. Same. I went with a really open mind. I went with an open mind and then sort of like, no, I do like this. I do. And I've come out of it thinking I was going to come in and go, see, you know, that's why we're doing Kings of Leon because actually they were good. And I've come out of it actually thinking they were worse than than I had initially thought. And I don't have a lot of time for them. So it's yeah. actually, you've, you've, made, you've hammered home how bad a band they are, I think. Yeah. I think they're pretty bummed, to be honest. Um, Arcade Fire, good day. Oh, but it does give me, I have not even said this. It does give me an opportunity to say, um, I think I have said this on the show before, to be honest, but my friend went to see them live around this time and one of their merch items was uh, Kings of Leon condoms, which said on them protecting youth and young manhood, which I thought was quite good. That is quite good. Yeah. So that makes it worth it alone <laughs> i mean yeah that and the that and the six good songs on the six pretty good songs on the album you know oh, yeah, not yeah, a disa- yeah, yeah it's not a disaster it's no, just everything else is a disaster and you think god if you're, if your six out of ten debut album is the best thing you've ever done and i'm not saying it is because i know you think the other two are better as well but if that's like you know something which i was like oh no they are good because their first album is quite average well, yeah, now, now that we've had sign. this chat, I mean, I don't really have time, but fuck it, I'll probably do it anyway. I, I'm, I'm really tempted to listen to our Heartshake Heartbreak and uh, because of the times and, and assess them, reassess them, mm. because I'm curious yeah. now. But yeah, I'm not tempted to do that at all. Anyway, <laughs> thanks very much 
for <laughs> for listening. Thanks very much for contributing to the podcast. We'll see you another time with another one of these. Hopefully, one that we like. Hey, we're doing exotic animal petting zoo next, which spoiler alert, I fucking love and I hope. Okay, well, good news. All right, cool. See you later, everyone. Cheery, bye, 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 bye.